Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... <laughs> What's up, everybody? Big Drive Energy here, coming at you with a new episode, fresh, right to your face. Um, we got a special guest for you guys, Uncle Tim. He's been on DNVR Golf Twitter a few times before. He's made a few appearances. Some of them he doesn't remember or even knew he was making an appearance, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But first, I remember before, each of these. <laughs> before we get into this podcast, we want to tell you guys about the WGT. So World Golf, on the phone, we got three country clubs. So starting this Friday, November 6th through Sunday, we're hosting the Election Open. I can promise you it's going to be better than the actual election at Congressional. Not tough to do. So all country clubs can participate, and better yet, anyone can win. That's right. All you have to do is join the DNVR three country club. I just joined two days ago. Big Drive Spence. I'll be on there playing this weekend. And if you haven't played, you head to Congressional Golf Course, enter in the closest to the whole challenge, submit your screenshot on our pinned Twitter thread at DNVR Sports to email them, or you can actually email us at thednvr.com. Once you have entered to win, we will choose a random winner each week to pick out a DNVR shirt of their choice and a mask, and we'll ship it to you. We will host a new course each week leading up to Christmas. Winners are picked every Monday, so you've got a chance to win some awesome DNVR merch and a mask, which you have to wear everywhere you go nowadays. That's uh, common knowledge at this point. You've got nothing to lose, so download World Golf Tour today if you haven't. Join DNVR 3 Country Club. Like I said, I did it yesterday. It's very easy to do. Head to Congressional, hit some balls, and get closest to the pin. Enter your screenshot, send it to us at info at the DNVR, and you're in. Good luck. So I'll be catching you guys on that. My player is a little... Shaggy right now, his game is not where it needs to be, so I need to get on there and get my guy's stats up, get him in the weight room. I'll also be getting on there. I'm not quite sure how it works yet, but uh, we will definitely be interacting with everybody. Really cool. It's just a fun way to get a little bit of golf in, even though it's not real golf in the winter time, and uh, should be a good time. So it's like the best golf we got right now is virtual golf between well, PGA was about 70 degrees. Today was perfect, but starting next week, it's going to be all about that PGA Tour 2K21. We are going to finally release the Valley of Fun. I've been super nervous about this for weeks. I don't know why. It's a goddamn golf course. I could <laughs> rebuild it whenever I want, but I worked hard on it. I don't want people to hate it and hate me, but we are going to start a society with that. We'll have the Valley of Fun as a course we can go play. PGA Tour 2K21, if you don't have that, get it. We're on there. Our guy, Balls. Um, we're going to be destroying everybody at 2K20. Well, I, I guess I can't say that. A lot of people have played that a lot longer than we have. 
But yeah. Valley of Fun will I was be up. horrible. It's it's actually tough. Well, once you play it like six hours in a row at night until like four a.m. and don't go to bed, you get pretty good. Oh, at it. I it like an entire night. Like. I yeah, I may have dabbled in some Colorado type of things, and I definitely <laughs> played. I was pretty addicted. My girlfriend was asleep for four hours, didn't even realize it for the first three, because um, I was so into two K twenty one. But two K twenty one, WGT golf on the phone on your iPad, whatever uh, Android device you're using. And we'll start playing those when we're looking outside at, at 37 degrees and snow this winter. So, All right. So, Uncle Tim, welcome in. Thanks for coming. Thanks for uh, making an appearance out here today. Hey, thanks for having me. Been so, waiting. so what did you think of the bar, first of all, since we just had some oh, dinner well, and some drinks? One, I love the bar. Yeah. I mean, coming down here, it's. I mean, I don't roll downtown a lot, but when I rolled in, I was like, I'm pretty sure I recognize that place, but I got inside. It wasn't the same place at all that I'd recognize. Great TVs, great place that I think that uh, if I was going to come drink beer, which I'm doing right now, but uh, and watch in, watch some Denver sports. I got to roll in with a game. I think there's a great place to do this it. This is the spot to be for a game, no doubt. Well, so we'll give you a little backstory on Uncle Tim at joey golf we'll get into what that is and what that means in yep. a bit. but on twitter you want to follow him at j-e-a-u-x-y-g-o-l-f he, he's private so he may not approve you if he doesn't know who you are he just creeps on our twitter all the time and he just that's a fact he i don't tweet <laughs> i don't tweet for sure <laughs> i just follow you guys and then i actually just text you guys when i disapprove of anything chirps us in real life like i'll see him in the bar at, at spring valley and he'll be like what the fuck was that tweet you know, just poking fun and shit. But uh, so to give you a little backstory, we've known you for 10 plus years since we've been little shitheads at Spring Valley. 14, we were 14, 15. So going, going over a decade now, you were still kind of a young man at the time. Actually, that's how long ago it was. You were younger, older, but. <laughs> yeah, you were probably 39 when you. We don't get into your age, but. Uh, I think we were, you just did. <laughs> We were we were just cart kids at the time, and we've been we've pretty much been pals with you. I, when was probably the first time I played golf with you since I was seventeen or eighteen, something like that. Well, I know I went through several rounds of cart kids through Spring Valley Ranch. It was always a betting game. It was like I'm buying their soft drinks, they're buying my beer, one of the two. But we yeah. well, there's been more than golf. There's been foot races, people thrown up in fairways I've, I've had actually a push-up competition in the wine room in the back of spring valley once that, well that was non-sanctioned <laughs> that I was unaf- him. um yeah tim's tim's really close-knit with uh, a lot of our spring valley family he's one of the, the staples uh you can always get a good laugh out of him but ever since i was uh a young kid at like 14 i remember every year he would tell us about going on this this golf trip uh, called Joey Golf Tournament. Is that what you it was the Joey. It's yep. just the Joey, and it's spelling J E A U X Y. Um, but it's basically a trip him and his his high school or childhood buddies started. Uh, they were buddies before even high school. How how old were you? And well, before what? we before we get into all this, that's kind of what our pod we're we're kind of centering it around today, like we talked about. We're going to have snow on the ground here in Colorado soon, but that doesn't mean golf ends everywhere. Some seasons, golf is just beginning. Some places in the world and even the United States, the golf season's starting to ramp up. 
So we're going to tell you guys, we're going to get some insight from the, the old man, the experienced old man, Uncle Tim, on how to build a good golf trip and what goes into a good golf trip, where to go, places they've been, places they liked, places they didn't like, how you plan these, what you do, drinking games, etc. So that's kind of what we're going to get into today. Um, yeah, if you yeah, we're definitely going to hear some funny stories because there is there is a whole lot of them I can imagine. Every year I can't dudes. wait for him to come back. Just I, I got a picture of Brent, my dad, my golf dad. Um, he Tim basically captioned it. This is right before Brent. What did he do? Split his head open, eating shit on the the ground. Well, I mean, it was a full blown emergency event. Is what <laughs> I gotta say. The fact that we didn't call actual officials people that know how to take care of these things was bull whose bac was under 0.25 i mean the fact that they could have walked into our place and got up the stairs that he did would have been a good thing <laughs> wasn't there blood all over the place anywho yeah i think tim did some some bleaching of the uh the carpet before they had to leave the hotel this year but that is just some of the the story the pleasure of hearing and so okay first of all tell us um how, what year what year was this year for joe how many years have you been doing this well joey kind of has like a staggered kind of stretch of competitiveness i mean the first joey was actually started in we didn't get into the age but 1986 so we weren't even fucking born. That was thirty. That's thirty-four years ago. Well, like I said, you guys were kind of shitheads when I met you. <laughs> we're pretty young, but nineteen eighty-six, and it was uh, junior of high school, and it turned out to be four of my buddies, and we went out, and we didn't think we were really making anything of it, but you know, we're in Cheyenne, Wyoming, where you know. Golf is great. I mean, the <laughs> airport golf club. Pinnacle. Pinnacle of golf. Well, I worked I worked all summer at the airport golf club, so I knew that how, place fucking sucks. I knew how pristine <laughs> this course was. I mean, I took care of it. Their driving range doubles as a parking lot. It's yeah, it's and I mean I don't think the intention was ever that we we're gonna turn it into anything, but it was just four of us that rolled out there that day and it was about 32 degrees. Oh, geez. But we had a match and started snowing, and Wyoming Tribune rolled in to take pictures. And <coughs> we ended up getting ourselves on the front page of the Wyoming Tribune for that day. And that's pretty cool. Put us up there. And at that point, we kind of felt like it was our obligation to kind of move it forward. So it wasn't for you, for people. Well, you give the people, people a what shot. they want. We had 60,000 people there strong. And so, <laughs> you know, okay, so it's going on a while now. And um, how many players do you have? It's gone up to what? Well, originally, you know, we went with that four. It kind of dropped off. Like I said, it wasn't something that we had actually planned. Ended up turning into we had four solid players. Basically, we made it a thing where if you wanted to compete, you had to play the first year without actually being able to win. <laughs> and I think that was more initiation. for yep, initiation. We didn't want actually some new guy, buddy like you just <laughs> rolling in going, 
I'm just going to snipe you for the day. <laughs> so Well, and I've told them that I want to come and that I don't even want to compete just because I know how much fun they have on these trips. I just want to kind of be a fly on the wall and see all the, the shit that, that commences throughout. But um, So you started with, it was you, uh, Brent, LeBenz, and, and Jeff Stewart. Just yep. a guy dropped off right, right out of the get go. He dropped. I mean, really, the competitive nature of this is something that it will break you down. It's not for the faint of heart. No, <laughs> I mean, four person tournament. Who doesn't feel the pressure of that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's really kind of the cool thing too is you guys have such a blast doing it, but you actually are all good sticks. You're all. The highest handicap's what, maybe a 12? And it goes all the way, right now, and it goes all the way down to just about scratch? Well, currently we're, yeah, I think the high is probably a 12 currently. I mean, like we said, we transitioned over the course of time. We went from those four, Jeff dropped out right away. Me, LeBenz, and Prunty, we just carried it on for, shoot, I think we must have carried it on for, eight years just by herself everybody out at spring valley just used to laugh at me when i talked about this big golf tournament i was going on it's like Eve, you. who's in it we're hopping in a toyota corolla and driving somewhere fun <laughs> me me brent and the bands that's who's rolling in it and they made fun of it but as it went on is like i kept hearing about the stories they wanted to join we've been up to eight we've been up to eight and uh this last year that we just finished uh 20 straight years that we've actually that is on cool this particular trip that is really cool um, all right so where does the name joey come from joey comes from brent he actually created the tournament in terms of naming it and the full name is actually the joey mesher schmidt invitational <laughs> And Where the fuck does that come from? Well, Schmidt comes from the beer that we used to drink uh, okay. when we were in high school, two ninety nine a twelve pack. Oh, wow! That's dating yourself a little bit, right there. That's Joey. He wanted to go Cajun Mesher. <laughs> I don't know. He just filled that in, so we kind of call it, it's kind of Cajun Jewish. <laughs> just a golf tournament. Yeah. <laughs> that's that is crunchy. His creativity level there is uh, that uh, melting pot of what is now a golf tournament. He's not afraid to bring everybody in. All inclusive, man. He's getting everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're from New Orleans or Jewish. And actually, Joey was the guy back in high school that we figured was locking up the good-looking girls in the mall because every night we'd roll into the arcade, no more good-looking girls. So... (laughs) They're behind those cages that you see when you walk in the mall. I don't know if you've ever been there. I don't even know if they have malls anymore. They, there's malls around, but that okay. So that's some funny shit. I didn't even know that. Um, so we'll kind of start with where. Give us an idea of where you've been. Okay, actually, let's start here. What's your favorite trip you've been on? What, what favorite destination? Wow. And just to give you a, a quick backstory, I'm sorry, Tim. These guys, obviously, they go play. It's usually September or October. Yeah, well, we try to work it in at the end of the year all the time. I mean, now we have to space it out because if you are the champion, we don't want you to, like, you know, piggyback off of something. So <laughs> we try to make it like a year out. 
yeah. as far as we can. And yeah, you're right. It's it's always kind of at the end of the season. We hope that our golf game's coming into form by the time we get there. <laughs> it's usually depleted. <laughs> you're like, usually limping into Joey. <laughs> generally, have your highs early <laughs> in lows, the trip, and then kind of plateau. Oh yeah. Well, it kind of goes along with the amount of liquid that's flowing through your body. Well, well, it's actually kind of some of the coaching that I've got gets in your head, and then you start trying to work on some things, and whoa. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't never, necessarily never call it coaching. Working on things in the middle of a golf tournament. <laughs> but so these guys go play. Uh, it's usually a five-day deal, correct? Correct. Five days of golf down. They they go somewhere relatively tropical. They've gone to Cabo. They've gone to Myrtle Beach. They've gone to Tucson. Oh, I mean, they've had trips shut down. They've gone multiple places in Florida. They've gone to Louisiana. Um, what am I missing? I know there's... Uh, Myrtle Beach, Palm Springs. Pa- I Palm mean, Springs, Scottsdale. Kind of the goal of the tournament, because we're not necessarily great, but the kind of the goal is to go to a course that pros have played at. You That's know, cool. Where yeah. there's a tournament, and we try to lock it into something like that. There's something pretty special not special that sounds corny but there's something really cool when you've played a golf course and you get to watch guys play it on tv it gives you a real different perspective you're like holy shit my drive was back here and like these guys are driving it 40 50 yards by me and it really like locks you into that but yeah i really like that idea of going somewhere that a lot of tour pros have played um so uh favorite trip he yeah, never yeah, what's your what's your been your favorite trip oh, or the best golf you played best go- okay best golf boy i mean i'll tell you some of the best probably the single best course was when we were in tucson and we played gallery and oh, okay. a lot of people you know don't know gallery but at the time gallery was playing the wcg event oh yeah they were playing the match play there right yeah yeah and you know for a lot of us we went we we'd pick these hotter months because the golf is cheap yeah oh, oh yeah. no doubt yeah yeah for those of you guys that don't know or have never played in arizona you go down there in july and august if you can stand the heat the the people that play year round there and they want to play at that time they tee off at six in the morning or four or five o'clock at night that's the only time it's well, fairly bearable and, and they can you can go play world-class golf courses for a fraction maybe 30 40 bucks 50 bucks compared to dropping 150 200 in the winter time and there it'd basically be like going and playing golf here in the winter time in colorado <laughs> well like, it, i mean truly like i said people might not recognize that course when i put that name out there but i will tell you it it is always stuck in my head as some place that literally when you were on the greens it was there was nothing wrong with it. It was a pool table. It was, it was the best. And you know, that was a period of time when it was just, you know, me, LeBenz, and Prunny, and we rolled out there. There's nobody else on the entire course except for one dude, and we're sitting on the range. And the guy comes up and goes, "Hey, can I join you?" <laughs> of course, nobody else would say anything, and I'm like, "Well, no." <laughs> You can't. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Flat out, it like, no. It's like we kind of come around from all over the country. He's in Wyoming. I'm Colorado. Lebenz is in Arizona. It was our once-a-year thing. But 
it, it truly course conditions there was just something that I've never seen. Yeah. Oh, I, I can imagine. I've, I actually spent a fair amount of time in Tucson. I don't even know where the gallery is, but we can, uh, we can get into that later. So if, if you had to pick the least favorite golf you've played on a trip where just the, where you kind of left like, uh, that I could have done without it kind of thing. You know what I mean? You know, it, or you just way overpaid for a place that was supposed to be great, and you're like, "Wow, that wasn't." Yeah, I felt a little overhyped for what it, what it was, basically. You know, I tell you, I feel like every trip because when we go out on these trips, we're playing five rounds of golf, and when we do it, we try to do five different courses because we want to see everything that we can possibly see, and honestly, in the trips that we went to, there hasn't there's never been a trip that we've actually picked that I felt like this wasn't a good place to go. I mean, you know, we actually went out to Reno one year with one of my good friends, Darl, and it, we did a lot of driving. The problem with Reno was there's not great golf right in Reno, but if you're willing to take the drive and you roll into Truckee, yeah, and Tahoe, some and, of those courses, yeah. I mean, they're just, yeah. I mean, you're hitting the north side of Tahoe. Yeah. It, it, it truly is amazing. But, you know, that, that drive is something that you got to think about if you're going to well, do yeah. that. So, yeah, that's kind of another thing we'll get into is um, what, what do you look for? Do you, do you prefer resorts? What, in your experience, what has been better, like resorts with golf courses on the property? Would you prefer to stay in, like, a downtown area and drive to the golf courses? And I, I kind of feel like resorts are a better option and it might be city to city, you know, but like resorts, you don't nobody really wants when they're drinking with their buddies all weekend, they don't want to be driving all over the place. You know, it's first of all, it's a safety hazard. Second of all, nobody wants to stay sober enough to have to drive. You know, nobody wants to be the chauffeur. Well, I think one of the biggest keys when you're planning that trip is the location. Looking yeah. at the location. I mean, it's like. You're going on your trip. You want to have fun. Obviously, the golf's important, but if you got a group of eight guys, you're looking at what's the location that we're yeah. going to be. And the nightlife's I, a huge part of it. Exactly. And what I'm not saying, when I'm saying location, I'm not just saying where are the golf courses or what golf courses you're playing. I'm saying when you get done at the end of the day, yeah, where are you staying? Yeah. Because, like you said, you don't want to be driving around. So you're looking for a place that melds with your group and that when you get done at the end of the night, you still have plenty of activity because, I mean, it's a guy's golf trip. Golf is great, but the nightlife is also something that you want to be able to do. So you want to be close to those places yeah, or at no least doubt. have decent transportation to get you where you need to go. Yeah, so I, that that does make sense. Um, I would think that resorts would be convenient in, in some aspects and and not as much in others because a lot of times you feel like you're kind of not confined to an area, but say you go to Talking Stick down in Arizona, if you're just playing those courses, you're getting kind of the same feel. All the course, like I think they have two or three courses at Talking Stick, but all of them probably feel relatively similar. Whereas you go play somewhere else in Scottsdale, like. Uh, I mean, I could McDowell or 
there's there's a bunch of different courses, but you can kind of get a different, or you can go a little further north, kind of up into the mountains more. It, you end up by Troon, Greyhawk, any of those places, exactly. and oh, it's 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 a good drive to those places, and that's why you could. I mean, it's like kind of the keys are location and golf. What you know, where are you going to stay? And with that goes the group that you're going with, which is always a big key. The yeah. accommodations that you have is a big key. But, you know, we, we've had several trips down to Scottsdale, and we've done a lot of driving in terms of getting to the courses, just to try to hit the best courses that we can in the Scottsdale area. And But the one constant is we appreciate staying in old town oh like, dude old town's the the it's tough to beat man old town is amazing it I is love it, there. it it is great hyatt house i'm just going to throw that out there right now <laughs> because it's not the nicest accommodation you will ever find but it is in the best location it is set up remember for, right it you're you're basically in old town you, you, you are, can walk 10 minutes to anywhere everything that we did once we got back from the golf trip was just a walk up or down yeah and the street and you got to think that you'd rather drive to the golf than to the nightlife <laughs> right 100 <laughs> percent. because the golf i mean i'm not promoting drinking while intoxicated by any means but if you have a few beers on the golf course you can get you can get home you can get back to the hotel but when two, one two o'clock rolls around you don't want to be trying to get a fucking uber from old town back to talking stick or or you know god forbid you're driving hammered you oh know. well hell at two o'clock we're crashing on lime <laughs> i mean it's like people are loading their credit cards in and it's like we're seeing what can happen with that and <laughs> you know some of us are pretty good but some of us aren't and you know that's another thing on those trips when you're thinking about when you're bringing about a group of guys out there it's like one general a lot of times you are not necessarily right close to the course for the beginning. You're renting a car to be able to hit those trips. You know, we've just went straight up. Let's rent a 15 person van. We designate our one person on that particular day. And it's like, everybody, this is your day to get us to and from the course. And we just roll with it. You actually, I didn't know you've rented 15 person vans. Oh yeah. <laughs> they rent those out to just norm anybody. Well, I mean, I guess if you got one, then they must. We might have said we were a church group. <laughs> Real, uh, we're going on a mission. <laughs> there's a lot. I'm, there, I'm sure there's a lot of on your hands and knees, praise, praising the porcelain God on those trips. That's no, we we truly have found that is like about the best way to roll, and when we can't get it, it's like, well, that's kind of a disappointment, but. It works out well, and especially if your location of your hotel when you get back is set, you know, that truly, you know, everybody likes to golf. Everybody likes to golf with their buddies. We rotate that around the whole time. So obviously when you're out there, you're in foursomes. The rest of the trip, you're spending your time with, well, when we go, the point is to spend time with everybody that you're coming with. So you got eight people. We don't want to be driving around with eight people at the end of the night. But that can be done. You go to Cabo. <laughs> oh, God. You go to Cabo and you roll in there and you get little meal. 
driving you around. <laughs> now that guy, you just set that up. Little mule picks you up from the airport. Big van. Like when I said 15, he's got even a, I mean, got like a fucking it's a, mini school bus. In it's there. a tour bus. <laughs> he picks you up with that. He's you're like, like your Van Halen or some to shit. My 12 pack of beer up here, which we immediately get through because the airport from Cabo to where you're staying. It's about a half hour, right? It's long enough that you're going to finish that beer. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, that right there, Cabo, when you talk about one of the best trips, that was one of the best trips that almost got wiped out because a tropical storm rolled in. Ended up saying, luckily we went through him and being a local provider there was a tropical storm and we were watching it and we're like okay we think things are pretty good and he calls us like five days before we're ready to get down there and he goes you guys still planning on coming we're like yeah we're planning on coming we know that you guys had that storm we're a little bit worried about the courses and what it might have been and he was like well not worried about the courses so much. I'm more worried about the 12 feet of water that's sitting in the lobby of your hotel. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, I mean, we ended up spending a day on the phone planning another trip, backup trip, and at the same time trying to figure out another hotel that we could get everybody in and try to keep everything there. But... Um, he, you did end up going to Cabo, didn't you? We ended up going to Cabo. You had to move hotels, if I remember correctly. We moved. We were originally right down, you know, we were right down in the the heart of Cabo. Were you we supposed up, to stay at Ryu? Ryu Santa Fe. Yeah, Ryu Santa Fe. I think you guys had a I've, trip. I've stayed there before. Yeah. yeah that, there. Oh, so that, that place is flooded to shit. That makes sense. It's right it there. It might be underwater still but i mean it was good that <laughs> that was one of the situations where it was good to actually have a local person because this guy went out and he like took photos of the golf courses and was like here's the condition of this course here's the condition of this course here's your hotel we're like well we know we're not staying in a hotel <laughs> well we got to make other housing arrangements but golf course looks good to go but we got it done and 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 in that trip we ended up having one guy that was dedicated to us, the same guy that was sending us those photos, he was the dude that was like texting us back and forth, letting us know what was going on. That's an awesome That's hookup really, to have. Yeah. That's a but he hookup. picked us up from the airport. He picked us up from the hotel every day. He took us to the golf course, brought us home from the golf course. If we wanted to go out at night, he would show up with that same van. <laughs> it was pretty sexy. It had like purple stripes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well. The only problem is, is sometimes we'd go out, he'd pick us up, and he might have been worse he, than everybody else. Oh, he's around. hammered. <laughs> he's like, sit, he, he oh, pulls. That is so Mexico. He, he leaves the bar. He's like, hey, I got to go pick these guys up. <laughs> hey, uh, who's driving us home tonight? <laughs> well, first night we went out and did that, he was like, picks us up. He's like a lot more talkative than he normally is, and he's like, you know what my name is? And like, yeah, yeah we know. What you, no, he goes, you know what my name is? They're like, what's your name? He's like, little donkey. He goes, you know what that means? And I'm like, I'm thinking I have an idea of what, where he's going. Yeah. But uh, 
He goes, yeah, you know what my dad's name is? He goes, Big Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how this happened here, but we ended up in this. And then we lost him for the last day because he got sucked up into like a B-rated version of Naked and Afraid. <laughs> No shit. No, he was telling us the whole time he wasn't going to be there for the last day because he had to go do some <laughs> shooting for <laughs> Naked and Afraid Mexico. Oh, shit. Oh, well, that legendary. sounds like a real trooper. I mean, basically a chauffeur. I'm sure you guys took care of him. Oh, he, he was great. I mean, you end up forming the relationships with those people. Oh, and it's absolutely. Like you just want- and it's a win-win for you guys. You'd much rather throw him, each of you guys throw him 50 bucks or a hundred bucks and be like, Hey, Oh, he, he got taken care of. In fact, the next day when the other dude showed up, it was like, we were like, I don't know who the hell this guy is, <laughs> Fuck but this we don't guy. want him driving us around. Right. We know even if little donkey <laughs> has a few beers while we're out partying, <laughs> he's going to be straight and get us home. Well, God, the way everyone drives down there anyways, you can't tell who's drinking and who's not. So that doesn't seem like too big of a deal, but, uh, on the, the subject of tropical storms, that is definitely something to keep an eye out for when you're on those trips or planning those trips. It's usually in the fall, um, and I don't know about everybody else, but that's generally the best time you would think to take golf trips. The weather's good. Golf season at your home track. Here in Colorado, you know, golf season's winding down. You're getting into the time where you're not going to be able to play in the winter. So you kind of want to get out with your friends and plan a golf trip, go somewhere. But that that really is a, a focal point. I mean, how many times have you guys been uh, or had to change your plans due to a tropical storm? Well, the Joey specifically, we're on a run right now of four <laughs> straight years. Four straight years. We have we've hit that trip in Cabo, which uh, we ended up making. We spent a day making you know alternative plans to go to scottsdale which we always call scottsdale's the backup it's a sister i mean it's like it's always going to be there yeah, for you exactly there's there's nothing crazy going on scottsdale's going to be open until we long after us so. we have we have had back-to-back years where we attempted to go to charleston and charleston got hit Charleston hadn't been hit in something like 18 years. It gets hit back-to-back years. We did that. Um, this year, we had to change our plans again. We were Gulf Shores. And, I mean, this has been – this has really been a bucket list location for me forever. And if, ever, if for anyone who doesn't know, Gulf Shores is down uh, off the coast of Alabama. Um, so not – not necessarily where you'd think. Not everyone's like, oh, let's go to Alabama to play golf. But they have the Robert Tr- Trent Jones Trail down there. Is that is that in Gulf Shores? Well, that, the does that kind of run? tour actually moves all through Alabama. Okay. So if it's a place that, I mean, if you're looking for a trip that you're willing to drive location to location, great, great courses all around there. Gulf Shores itself they have a series of great courses there, but they're actually on the strand. I mean, they, you know, you've, you've heard of, uh, ah, what the hell is it? A little peninsula? No. What are you I'm ta- talking about? 
I'm talking about the border of Alabama and Florida and oh, the, the Panhandle? famous bar there. Uh, oh, I don't know. Well, anyway, <laughs> we don't know it, but it touches Alabama and it touches Florida. Oh, it's intersects it. Okay. So it, you know, it, it extends into that area there. They have a great bunch of courses. The accommodations that they have down there are just great. So this is where we are. We are is it called Florabama? Oh, the floor. I was just going to say, is it the floor bam? Or floor? I think they made a TV show out of it. Kenny Chesney sitting here at the. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think they made a TV show. I was a big Kenny Chesney fan, and then he went to a whole other area <laughs> in the country music scene, but that's Kinda. another story. But <laughs> that place was. Uh, it's been on the list for a long time. We yeah. actually got our champion, and with, with our trip, every year if you win you get to pick the location and so when yeah you that's, set up that's a, the next thing i was going to ask you so you guys do it by whoever wins and it can't be your first year playing if you're a substitute or you got your one of your eight drops out so whoever wins gets to pick their location that's next year. exactly right we we run our tournament is like if we lose a player which really we haven't we've just added players i mean we did lose a player one year that thought he was going to go and couldn't find his passport. Oh, fucking Chris So he couldn't Lee. get to, couldn't oh get my to God. Mexico. I remember him sitting at the bar at Spring Valley. I'm like, aren't you supposed to be in Mexico? He's like, I can't find my passport. I'm like, wow, that is literally, if you need one thing to get out of the country, it is a passport. You can buy literally anything else on the trip when you get there. You can do it. You can buy a brand new set of clubs. You can buy clothes. You need a passport to leave the country. So that was an all-time bonehead move on his part. I thought that was fucking hilarious when I saw him sitting there. I'm like, huh, this doesn't seem right, but you only do that once. Well, and the <laughs> worst, the worst part of that is two years later, his wife goes on a trip to Arizona with a backpack, finds his passport. Oh my god, I didn't. <laughs> So I'm not sure if that was planned or not. They were newly mad. I mean, new, newly wed. So it was like she she wasn't trying to let him leave. I'm I'm gonna let everybody else vote on that. But uh, <laughs> I mean, they'd been married for a couple months, and it was his first trip. And all of out a sudden, of the his country. passport disappears. Passport's missing. I mean, he was living in a damn horse trailer at the time. <laughs> Yeah, you, you'd think you'd be able to keep track of that. But, yeah, I remember hearing about that. Um, so one other thing that – so, you know, Spencer and I are degenerate gamblers. We love to gamble, specifically on table games. Spence and I – well, we bet sports. We we love playing craps. We love blackjack, whatever. That. <laughs> We've played craps before. we played blackjack before up in Blackhawk. I didn't Blackhawk. know you guys gambled. <laughs> it's full of shit. Um, but what, how – do you, do you care if you're close to a casino? Like, in your experience, have you had fun going to casinos, or is it more fun just going to bars? Like, well, I think I think it depends on where you're going. So one of our years, we went to Biloxi. Fucking riverboat gambling trails in Biloxi. There ain't. Well, honestly, there's not a lot. In there's Biloxi. a few golf courses and there's some fucking casinos. That's what there is. We had a great time in Biloxi. There's some great places in Biloxi. Actually. Just by happenstance, we ran into a place called The Shack. They ended up having like a TV reality show for the 
one of the best barbecue places. Oh, that's cool. That was like a dr- diners, drive-ins, and dives. Type no, scenario. it was a trailer. No, but I mean the show. Oh well, no, <laughs> they actually ended up having their own series about their family oh, and shit. how they started the shack. Well, there you go. And it's outside of Biloxi, Mississippi, and we we drove to the same course two times. They had thirty-six holes, and we're like seeing a barbecue place on our way and we were like is that place any good they're like best barbecue you've ever had and we go in there and they have like basically one freestanding building the rest of it is picnic tables and you know other just what you'd think a barbecue place was or Oh, in mississippi a place, yeah barbecue place in mississippi <laughs> yeah you you wouldn't like. it was a trailer park but they ended up <laughs> on was. this whole show about, you know, how they started their restaurant. And it was one of the best places that we've ever been. That's awesome. That doesn't really cover the casinos, but. Well, well so outside of the barbecue place, that's all we had. We were staying at the Hard Rock. And actually that Hard Rock in Biloxi, it was scheduled to be opened two weeks before and i think it was hurricane katrina came holy in. shit that was it multiple was that 10 years ago that sounds about right okay and katrina actually pushed that hotel <laughs> off its foundation by about 20 some feet so when we got there, obviously they had done their renovations and there wasn't much else to do, so it was gambling. And it, and it was good because there was a single spot that we were all at. Yeah. But I guess it's like, what do you want on your golf trip? Because we've done our golf trips to Vegas, but do you want your golf trip to be about hanging out with your buddies? Because we all know when you end up in Vegas, you're going to end up at your own. Oh tables. yeah, you do your own thing. Yeah, and you're you sprawled all over the place, and then you're blacked out, and you have no idea where your buddies are at. Yeah, so you got. Hopefully, six, you find your way back to the hotel room. Six hours of your gambling, or I mean, six hours of your golf, twelve hours of your gambling. Yeah. So you're missing your out sleep. on. Yeah, you try to sleep for a few hours. I mean, I, I I guess it's really relative to your group, but I personally feel, and like I said, we've we've done the vegas trip i just i feel like when you're really going on a guy's golf trip and you have the right group i feel like having an outlet like that like so you you brought up talking stick that was great we're staying in old town talking stick is outside of old town we'll take our uber out there and we'll go gambling for a night but it wasn't something that dominated the trip the entire time. yeah yeah for sure and i guess you, I mean, I know some people, if Spencer and I probably, if we're anywhere near a casino, if we're in within earshot of a casino, we're probably going to end up there most nights. Yeah, that's like the first thing I do when I land in a new city that I've never been to. I'm like, I Google casinos in X city. That is literally, I don't even get my Wi-Fi off the plane and that's what I'm doing. So but, you're the guy that we find when we're ready to leave going, hey, go take a shower and get dressed yeah. so that we can roll out the rest of the Oh, day. yeah, exactly. But I, I do see the point like, what you guys do is so much more of a friend trip. And like you said, casinos, people just disappear. I am a different human being once I get in a casino. I don't give a fuck who's around me. 
I'm trying to find a way to make money, trying to find a way to lose money, no matter if it's going hopping table, table. I don't care if my friends are around. Yeah, I can be by myself. For, I can be by myself for hours. But with a golf trip, like Mitchell, so what Mitchell's kind of kind of piggybacking off of that. Do you guys always stay in a hotel? Have you guys ever done like a giant Airbnb? Now that that's like a big thing, or a VRBO, or is it just pretty much straight hotels when well, you guys go? Actually, it's kind of disappointing you bring that because I bring up Gulf Shores and we had like the perfect accommodation that we wanted for this. We were on the golf course. It was a house with a guest house. All eight of us stay right there. We had a pool in our backyard. Obviously didn't happen. Probably like 200 bucks a, month, a night. <laughs> I don't know what. Well, I mean, we could afford it, so it might have been less. <laughs> wasn't too high. <laughs> but uh, we've never done the Airbnb version of it. But So this year... We ended up going to Destin, and we ended up at Sen Destin Golf and Resort. And this place, truly, I would go back there again. They have local golf courses, four golf courses right around. They either border the bay side or they border the ocean side of it. Great place, I'm, but it's literally, I mean, it's a city inside of the city. I mean... If you're driving a car, you're out of place because everybody there is <laughs> just walking driving right. their golf cart. Golf cart, okay. All yeah. over the place. And you can get a DUI in one of those. I, I imagine you can. <laughs> and I think uh, somebody got stopped by security when we were down there, but that was at the check-in gate. So, oh, so you're fine. But in in that situation, we it was a last. I mean, it was a last-minute change because we couldn't go to the Gulf Shores, and we ended up in two units they were three bedroom townhouses essentially so two people ended up having to share a room and then two people got their own room in each of those groups so similar to a airbnb, airbnb for sure i mean because obviously they're they're owned by other people they just had a management company for it and i think those places are great too yeah well so kind of like a wyndham style deal or you know what i'm saying like it, almost a time not a well, timeshare but uh i would say in that location it was i mean the place is so big i mean i'm talking hundreds i mean 2600 acres is holy cow Oh, yeah. The complex of it. So they have actual hotels in the place, and then they have residences. Oh, and then okay. they have the golf courses. That's badass. And it's all in one, one little community there. So it, that's awesome. I, I would one hundred percent go play back to that place. I mean, yeah. We actually, and in this trip, the other thing was we're dealing with COVID, so it's like where, where can you go? We're not going to Michigan. We're not going to California. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to. Oh yeah, there's a, a lot, lot of places of that got crossed off of that list. Well, and one thing Florida I think about whenever yeah, Florida they is, they don't care, never they off don't limits, shit. no matter what. But one thing I was thinking about is if you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking about doing a golf trip, which I recommend it to anyone at any point, any even if it's not a full-on golf everyday trip, go go out around this country. Colorado golf is great. That's what we talk about every podcast, but. There's so many great golf courses in places like Alabama, Mississippi, that you wouldn't really think of because they're not on TV. They're not hosting tour events. That's what we see, and that's what we're conditioned to see. But 
There's so many amazing golf courses out there that you can go play. And I would kind of almost recommend, you guys have said you've done the hotel or driven to different courses, but start if you can and you can afford it. Go with the, some sort of a resort type of place because this kind of leads into my next question. If you go to a resort place, they specialize in groups like yours exactly coming for four to five days. They set up four different tea times for you. They have people that that's their job to do that. So kind of piggybacking into my next question, do you guys call the golf courses well in advance? Do you, is the week before kind of deal or are you just kind of have an idea of where you're going to play? It doesn't maybe it doesn't work if there's a tournament or how is how does that well, usually we work? Well, we generally work we generally look for like a reputable provider. And I mean, it's easy to go into Scottsdale and you can do it all by yourself. But what you don't get when you do that is, I mean, there are providers down there that throw in extra things like dinners. I mean, it's like you buy your package, we're gonna give you your place. They're gonna figure out, I got this many people, they're gonna figure out your location. You tell them, these are courses that I'm interested in if they can fit you in in those courses or they'll provide better opportunities for you because you know when I go through the whole thing and when we plan this thing is like I spend hours on the internet oh I looking can imagine at reviews because it's a once a year thing for us so I always want the best courses yeah you don't want to play go out and play some dog shit for five days no and the local people they know and it's like more than not when I bring those courses up they're like these are great courses, but every single time they will have a alternative course that they are like, you don't want to miss it. It's not something that's publicized. Right. It's this. So, I mean, I really believe a lot of those local providers can give you an extra course or maybe a better accommodation because that's really what I boil it down to. It's like, okay, we're doing the location, we're doing the courses, we're doing the accommodations, and the final thing that you guys haven't brought up is your group. <laughs> who, who you're bringing and what the dynamic of that is. You know, everybody thinks it sounds simple, <laughs> but you roll into a place for five nights somewhat shared accommodations oh yeah you've you got to be prepared for who you might have invited when you got liquored up at the bar that night just trying to fill fill that, that eighth trip. spot yeah <laughs> oh yeah no absolutely <laughs> i've been on plenty of not trip trips but i've done a few things with a lot of friends and once you hang out with them for a couple of days in a row and see how they live and stay in a certain spot you're like oh man i'm never doing that again yeah well, at least definitely... you're down to live and stay i'm down to bleed <laughs> um, yeah, you're gonna see a lot of shit. You need to be comfortable with who you're going with, and yeah, that, that definitely. I mean, it does matter. I mean, what, what? Truly, what is golf? I mean, I love golf just to play golf, but honestly, I don't want to go play golf with. And I won't say people I don't know because you meet great people on the golf course. Absolutely, but I don't want to. If I'm investing a lot of money, I want 
to play golf with people the, the company, that I want yeah, to company play. can oh, make yeah. it or break it. Well, and, then, and this sounds so cheesy because we're not the coolest kids in the world, but like being the golf pros at Spring Valley, we've probably got asked to play golf by 200 different people. That's, I'd say at least a year, 200. Like they're like, hey, let's go play around. Hey, let's do this. And I've probably played with four to six of them. And I probably wanted to play with about 10 to 12 of them. That's it. Yeah, and that's and, how it is for us too. Like, and you can really like somebody as a person and not want to golf with them. You know, you're like, it just doesn't seem like fun. And to take it a step further, you're like, I could play around and golf with this guy, but I can't hang out with this guy for five days in a row. That, that well, is. Well, and if you, you know, if you're in an eightsome and you're splitting groups, or if you're in a foursome and you're in the same accommodation, I mean, Scottsdale's got great accommodation. Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach is just built for golf oh, i mean yeah. right away every accommodation i mean the rental cars it's not rental cars it's an f-150 with a locking you know trunk, t- trunk so they can yeah or tell and it's like you throw your cubs in your back it fits four people every accommodation there is built for four people oh yeah most of those it, places have it figured out because that's what they get they get people this destination spots where it's like people don't just show i mean people show up and play myrtle beach every day as members but it's people going somewhere specifically to play golf so they know what to do and you will short yourself if you are planning a group trip and don't go to myrtle beach and i mean it's 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 in every magazine and they can write about it but myrtle beach covers every single aspect that you want i mean 120 some golf courses along the strand accommodations from cheap that are still great accommodations to the highest end the best golf and i and i will stand by this forever it is the best golf that you can find any place that you go and i mean people from i mean overseas you get people from Scotland that make annual trips to Myrtle to Beach. Come over yeah. Myrtle I know. Beach. I remember Matthew Fitzpatrick when he's playing at the RBC Heritage um, at Sea Island. Isn't it, that's in Myrtle sea, Beach? Well, isn't it? It's Georgia. That's in Georgia. Oh, sea I'm sorry, Island's not Georgia. Sea Island. God, I I got this confused again. Harbor Town, Harbor Town's in Myrtle Beach, yep. and he said, "Yeah," and he's English. South Carolina. Yeah, and he's um, Matt Fitzpatrick's English, but he said his family took a yearly trip to Myrtle Beach. Like, he's been playing that course since he was a kid because that was a destination that his family found out. I mean, it's it's a world – it's known throughout the world as a golf destination. So, Spencer and I actually haven't made our way out there yet. We've been to Charleston. How far is Charleston from Myrtle Beach? Well, I don't know how far it is, but when you brought <laughs> up about a couple of trips that got wrecked out, Back to back, Charleston. We got wiped Char- out. And Charleston, Charleston is, is definitely ass. on the yeah. bucket list. We're going to be in Charleston in about a month. Yeah, we're about a month from now. Another we'll bucket list, Traverse City. Traverse City up in I've northern heard, Michigan. Never been there, but I've heard the I've, greatest thing. I've heard the golf place. is on Arcadia Bluffs and stuff up there. That's a, a really well-known spot. I heard there's some really, really good golf up there. See, and I've thrown out, like, I think Lake of the Ozarks would be super cool well that's where we're going and so that's my bachelor party at some point i'll be getting married here in the next year two years and uh 
bachelor party we're doing in Lake of the Ozarks. Well, so. you need to have Little Mule pick you up at the airport. Uh, yeah, that was, they uh, ha- I don't know if they offer those in Missouri, but we, that we might have Chris Hubble, which that, is a, which is close. That, that's that's our guy. <laughs> that yeah. is that is actually another place that's been on the list. I mean, we've had Ozarks on there, Traverse City. We've Probably Wisconsin. Bend, Oregon has Bend, been Oregon. on there. We won't go there because they want to defund the police, but that's our group. Your group <laughs> might want to roll with that. I don't know. But, um, that, I mean. They, well, that's the thing. Is there's unlimited destinations where you could probably find a, a spot in every state and be like, holy shit, shit this is really good golf. Like, even Tennessee. I don't know if you ever thought about going out to Cro- the- Well, Tennessee when you think about location, you think Nothing about Nashville, Nashville, and you're like, <laughs> what could be better than Nashville? Because oh, it is the Vegas, it is the oh, Vegas, yeah. Oh, yeah. Vegas of that area. But relative to the Gulf, like right local, it's there's crazy. not a lot, but Crossville, Tennessee. Is it Crossville? Have, I think it's one. We talked about this where we you did. said they have like Unreal. They have, they have a resort with four courses right there and another resort i think that has two they actually talk about crossville being the gulf of of uh the nashville area there so that has also been on the list but again that goes back to what i'm talking about when you're planning a trip it's you know location accommodations your group and the gulf and it's like Truly, those are the four keys of planning any golf trip. It's like, what's the most important thing to you? Is it the location? Yeah. I mean, if it's your group, you might be going alone. But, I mean, yeah. accommodations, you, you got to know your group because, you know, if you get in a four, you know, eight some four by four, and you might be picking up somebody after you just gashed his head on the – yeah, tabletop i'm sure tensions run fairly high i mean it's all in good fun but you still want to win um so, so here I, i've got another quick question um on the golf side of things do you have any rules so i i know a rule that you have on the joey trip is you have to have an open drink open container at all times is that can can you confirm that <laughs> is this yeah. confirmed well some literally at all it, times i mean like when you wake up throughout the day well it doesn't no doesn't have to be when you wake up but really we kind of look at you as a quitter if you're not i mean you got to be ramped up i mean we're playing you know we we essentially try to set like every tea time 10 a.m yeah gives you good weather going into it gives you plenty of time at night and then it gives you plenty of time to sleep when you go but when we actually get to the uh golf tournament itself it's 100 percent what we do it's open container if you're found without an open container that's a dq oh so you, it's not even a stroke penalty no, it's, it's just not a, a stroke it's, it's a straight dq done. but i'll tell you what there's some people in our group right now they fudge and i think our current champion i i mean it's a little bit like the election but he won and uh he uh i'm not sure that he abided by 
he had it open, but but he wasn't was he actually drinking. From uh, it? Okay, so there's there's a little uh, little bit of investigating going on there. Do you guys? So you have to have the open container. Do you, how do you play it? Is it just straight up match play? Is it two versus two? Is it four ball? Is it single ball? Well, it's obviously got to be single ball if there's a single winner, right? Well, yeah, it's we roll we roll into it with, so we're obviously set up as eight. But when we roll into it, the first day, we call it a practice round. But we have now morphed it into Wyoming versus Colorado. Okay. We got three of us from Wyoming. Yeah. We have one person whose dad lives in Wyoming, so. He, he's it's the from y- Colorado, yeah. but he comes to us. Yeah. And then the other four. So first day we roll into it, and it's it's a best ball of the four. Okay. Playing for drinks at the end of it. And when you're playing those resorts, those drinks are pretty expensive. Yeah, so. they can get up there. They so I found that out the hard way. Last couple of years, Wyoming up two. Okay, Wyoming on a little hot Go streak. And then... For the rest of the tournament, what we found is that we play no handicap. We play nothing like that. But what we end up working into it and what we found is one of the best things that we've done is just making it a stable for Oh, deal. there you go. Okay. That way, you know, somebody throws up that 13 on one hole. They're not out for the rest of the tournament. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, and so to describe that to everybody, what a stable for it is, it's basically – a different they I believe they have one tournament a year in the on the PGA tour. It's usually the week if there's a major. So the, And it or, used to be the international. Yeah, yeah. It used to be the international here at Castle Pines. Um we actually had one of the head caddies at Castle Pines on a couple weeks ago where it, that was the call the love Colorado golf got and that's hasn't happened since then. We had the BMW at Cherry Hills one year, but Colorado golf is very underutilized on the PGA tour and any tour. We have a corn Ferry event now, et cetera. We're getting back there hopefully, but Stableford is basically you get p- points for, if you make a par, a birdie, an Eagle, a double Eagle, an ACE, whatever. Um, but you, like Tim was saying, if somebody makes a 13 on a hole, which I'm sure with an open container rule, getting to the 18th <laughs> hole of most days is, at 13s in play with a well, lot of those courses. People wanted to quit on the second day. Oh, yeah. You got courses that you've never seen before, which we've talked about. It makes it hard. It makes it way harder. Uh, you don't know how far you're hitting the ball going from Colorado to whatever state you're going to, so you got to adjust to that. There's a lot of things to adjust to. But basically, what a stable for does is if you, if you have, let's say, negative two points for a double bogey or worse, whether you make a six on a par four or a 16, you're, not, you're only losing two points. And so, like you said, it keeps it interesting and fair to where it's not a you don't have a 16 stroke lead going into the last day you've got a you know maybe a 10 or 12 point lead the first place guy to the last place guy and it it, if the last place guy goes out there and throws a low number out or makes quite a few birdies he can find himself right back into the into the race well and it prevents things that you don't want to have happen like what happened when we were actually doing the stroke play when one year when we were in Myrtle Beach and it was obviously two buddies of mine and you know Ted. Oh yeah. You don't know the Benz, but they were down 26 strokes going into the last day. After a few beers, you end up bargaining away your lead and what ends up happening is, is like, I'll give you 13 strokes back 
if you will run naked into the ocean and back. <laughs> Did this actually happen? It actually happened. There were people in the hotel that we were sitting at whistling. Oh, my God. As they went out. That is outstanding. This, well, is, this is what a golf trip is, folks. Exactly what he's saying right here. But we obviously had one person smarter than the other. LeBenz, he's a radiologist and a doctor. Okay. Why does Ted, he hang out with you guys? Well, he doesn't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Ted, he's a construction guy, groundwork, very successful. But these two are both getting their strokes back for doing this. LeBenz runs out there. Ted runs out there. People are whistling from the top of the resort that we're at. Well, Ted, not thinking ahead... Does, we said you got to run out there. Doesn't bring anything back. He's just full-blown naked the entire trip. LeBenz is smart enough to bring his shorts on the way out. Changes into the ocean. We don't have to look at any of the stuff that... Oh, my God. That is so fucking good. That is so... So now it's just a stable for to prevent seeing any, yeah. any fucking inchworms out there. <laughs> After full days, we of don't thinking. need to see any of that. Li well, that's why Little Donkey wasn't allowed to play with us. <laughs> really brings a group together, though. It's a it's a glue thing. You really f no, uh, you don't. Uh, and, yeah, until you get to that point. But oh, uh, that's good. That's good. So, planning a golf trip, it, there's a lot that goes into it. You guys work hard on this. It's not something once you get used to it. I'm sure now you guys have kind of got some. Some not ground rules, but you got into the groove of it. Each year it comes up. You guys decide where you're going and figure it out. Um, but it's like I said earlier, it's something that everybody should do with their friends, their spouse, whatever. Go out and play different golf courses and play places where you'd never normally play. You know, you wouldn't travel out there to to go golf for one day. You know, make a couple days out of it, enjoy your trip, and and see some different golf courses because that's the beauty of golf. You know, you go into you play pickup basketball as an old man. Every gym's got the same length of court, same basic rim, same everything. But golf is a truly a sport where you can see, you know, different places of the world and, and enjoy a game at the same time, which makes it just amazing. There's a golf trip for every budget, 100%. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, figure out your group. You can make your accommodations. Set the game that is going to be fun for everybody that's playing. You don't have to have all scratch golfers going for it to be something that everybody's going to enjoy. So. No, exactly. Well, and, and so kind of wrapping this pot up, but speaking of what Tim just talked about, scratch golfers and how you guys can make these games fair, is by getting a handicap. And now we're at the end of the year in, in Colorado where you can't really post scores anymore, but you guys get those DNVR golf memberships because what those will do is those will get you a CGA membership, which gets you a handicap along with getting discounts at Spring Valley, discounts at Common Ground, all sorts of other places. We're going to add a ton of stuff next year. And, and upgrade to that DNVR golf membership using our code BDE. It'll save you $10. And we released a – we have a brand-new course review out. We did the Valley of Fun. It's our inaugural course review. We did the Valley of Fun, and we did Whistling Straits, where I played last week. And we're going to do these every week for the rest of the offseason, basically until March. We're going to review a new course. We're going to go in-depth on – 
different things like value, playability, difficulty, etc. And we, we are them. we are gonna dabble in like what we were just talking about destinations where we go. So if somebody is looking at a golf trip, you know, we can tell you what we think of a place in Charleston or Scottsdale or for you know we're gonna go to hopefully reviews. So if you ever are thinking about planning a trip to a certain place, we can give you the yay or nay on, on certain locations. Exactly. So use that code BDE, get upgrade that regular membership from DNVR regular to DNVR golf, or get yourself a DNVR golf membership. Gives you all the perks of the DNVR regular membership, gets you a golf polo and OGO polo, which are cool. We're gonna start selling a ton of those for Christmas. Uh, and follow us on on Twitter at DNVR Golf. We got a lot of fun videos to put out. We'll do, be doing a lot of stuff over the winter, but a lot of stuff that will be behind be behind some of those paywalls. So make sure you guys get that membership and just use the code BDE saves you another ten bucks on upgrading that membership. So um, Tim, thank you so much for joining us, man. That was a blast. We could go on for hours uh, about all these stories. We may have you on for a, a recap episode of some point or just a golf stories episode because there's many of those to be told on the golf course and uh for for me big drive spence with big drive mitch uh we'll talk to you guys all next week when we do our masters preview we're gonna do that we're gonna record tuesday that'll be out for you guys wednesday we're gonna have dre we're gonna have rk on we're gonna do a full-on full-blown masters preview give you guys our betting lines on that give you guys who to bet on and talk about Augusta and what it's going to be like in the middle of November. So for that, we are going to get out of here. We'll talk to you all next week. Look out for that Masters preview. Peace.